Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Podcast. We're going to be talking about handling stress. Jody's going to go ahead and uh, do the presentation. Go ahead, Jody. Take the mic. All right. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, we're going to talk about handling stress. So a lot of people go through a lot of different types of stress. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different studies done on that and things like that. So sometimes it really depends on, like, what your your idea of stress is. And, you know, some people have some different tips. They may suggest, like, do more exercise, um, try some relaxation methods or meditation, maybe some deep breathing. Um, eating good is always important. Or they may suggest just slowing down, take breaks, take a vacation, enjoy some hobbies, things like that. So all these different things can kind of help if you're in a stressful environment. So stress on a long-term, on a regular basis is, is bad. It'll, you know, it could cause heart disease. It can cause obesity, um, high blood pressure. Uh, it can lead to depression if it goes on long enough. So all, all these things, you know, really are negative um, factors based on that, that stress. And I think there's some studies done on cortisol and, and how that interacts and how that kind of ties into all that. But um, I guess the key is to not be stressed out to begin with. Um, so, you know, the, the way I always look at things is, you know, a lot of times you'll hear someone say like, oh, I really don't like this or, you know, the weather was terrible today or things like that. Um, but when you really look at it, there's really no good or bad. It's really like all in your mind and how you kind of perceive that situation. Um, it might not be, if it's raining, it might not be good to go cut your grass, um, but that doesn't really mean it's a bad day. Like, that's important. So really the way I look at things is, is really there's not really a reason to be stressed out. So depending on how you look at it, if you can just kind of look at it from a different point or a different perception, you can realize that, well, this isn't really bad. It's just not what I was looking for. And you can talk to other people or look, do a lot of history and, and research there's a lot of different times where there were people in way worse conditions than we are or whatever that stressful environment is, and they didn't have all this stress. They weren't programmed to believe that that was stressful. To them, that was just, you know, a way of life, and that was what they enjoyed doing. Um, I've heard stories where people have seen, like, third-world countries, they've gone over there and you know, people with no power, hardly any clean water. And the kids will be out playing, you know, enjoying life just the way they are. And they don't have all these fancy things and video games and electronics. But they're happy and they're not stressed out being in that environment because that's the way they were programmed. That They were programmed that's the way life is and that's how it is. So if we were to just look at things in a different way and change our perception – kind of do a little paradigm shift on how we perceive that environment, then it won't be stressful anymore. Um, for me, a lot of times when 
I'm kind of on track. I'm trying to get something done, and let's say something breaks or something just isn't going right. You know, a lot of people get real angry. They start, you know, throwing fits. They, nothing, they're like, nothing ever goes right. Well, really, I accept those as kind of like challenges. It's kind of like something that happened. So instead of saying, like, this isn't going the way I wanted it to, um, doesn't really matter because if I change my perception and I don't expect things to happen that way and I just accept the things that happen the way they do, then it's no longer a stressful environment. It's just another, I guess, obstacle or challenge or thing, thing to get over. And at the end of the day, for me, it actually makes me feel better about myself doing those things or overcoming these challenges. And some challenges require a lot of extra help. Maybe you need someone else's assistance. Maybe you're just not going to get that done for today. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, when you really look at it, it's not really good or bad. It just didn't go the way you expected it to. Um, so that's kind of how I handle stress. Uh, you can try some of those other methods if you'd like, but I I just figure if I'm not stressed out and I'm not feeling that way and I just change my entire perception of that stress, it kind of eliminates the stress altogether. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. It was a very good uh, presentation. I know lots of times uh, I see people all the time not being able to handle stress, and they really put themselves in a predicament where bad health comes into play, and uh, they don't handle it very well at all. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, you on the line? I am. How do you handle stress, Jeff, in your worst times? Sorry, can you repeat that one more time? I didn't, uh, you broke up for a second. How do you handle stress in your worst times? Oh, well, um, there's a lot of strategies I use. Um, so for me, the... Um, I've always, I think the way people view stress is really, really important for how it affects them. So people who view stress as something that is difficult and painful and that is debilitating um, are a lot more damaged by stress. But I've always seen stress as um, something that gets me, um, gets me focused and gives me the motivation to finish uh, things that I really need to finish. Um, and that actually, so that I actually have gotten to the point where I can use stress as something that lets me get more work done than I w would have otherwise gotten done. But there are times where I have so much work over such a long period of time that that even that strategy is um, can be become um, uh, maladaptive because um, the I can only sustain that in short bursts. Um, when I have like uh, a, a lot of work, like a l large writing assignment that might be 45 pages or more, and I'm, I'm working for over a month straight on it um, without any days off, then then that can become very debilitating. So, uh, uh, what what really I found helps me is just focus on what I have to get done, not just today, but in the next hour, and then 
um, what I have to, and then once that's done, what do I have to do next? And just focus on what I have to do right now, not the entire project. Um, because when you look at the entire project, uh, it's too much. You, you, you can't see how you're going to finish it. You can't see how it's going to get done. But as long as you just set yourself a goal to finish this much, this, a certain amount by the end of the day, um, and a certain amount by the end of an hour, um, and uh, as, long as, you, as long as the goal is reasonable, and, not, um, and it's not too much, then you're, you're going to be able to, over time, knock off, uh, knock off um, more of the goal until you've actually completed the whole thing. But um, other, other things that, uh, other, ways I, uh, other, ways stress effect, other ways that stress affects me is, uh, for example, sometimes I can start, you know, worrying and brooding over it in my head for a long time. So I'm thinking about, uh, I just keep on going in circles about, oh my God, I'm never going to get this done. This is too much. Um, and that is, that itself, it, it's only effective if you uh, are brooding in an attempt to figure out how to solve your problem. So um, what I will do is if I find myself getting into that thought loop of uh, whatever I'm stressing about, I will give myself a timer of five minutes. I'll let m myself think um, think about whatever it is. I'll think very, um, very purposefully to just think about the whole situation and uh, what I can either learn from it or what I can um, do about it. And at the end of that five minutes, once the alarm goes off, I, uh, I set another alarm for two minutes and I think, okay, did I learn anything from the last five minutes? Did um, I come, did I find any solutions um, in the last five minutes? Um, and what are the solutions? And if I did, how can I implement them? If I didn't come up with any solutions and it, uh, all it was doing was brooding, um, then I make the decision that brooding over it is not going to be helpful at all. It's actually going to be counterproductive. So um, that allows me to that that helps me in those moments to be like, okay, it's really not going to be helpful for me to be brooding. So let's every time I start thinking, getting in that thought loop, let's pull my attention back to the task and not worrying about worry about it. Because if it's not productive, then it's uh, then it's going to be harmful to me in the long run. I'm not going to be able to get the task done. Um, so those are, those are a few of the strategies that I use to handle stress that I found uh, very effective. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jeff. Let me ask you one more thing. Um, would your family, would you say that your family handles stress the same as you or different? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, the brooding aspect uh, in terms of um, like they – think about the stress over and over. Uh, again, yes, I, I definitely get that from my family. But um, the part about where I set a timer for five minutes where I let myself brood and then I think after that's over, then I spend two minutes to reflect and see what I've learned and what I can do about whatever I'm stressing about. That was a strategy that I actually put into place because I realized that the brooding wasn't effective. Um, I would say that uh, I m more than both of my parents and um, and at least well probably both of my siblings too um, I have come to be able to handle uh, stress more effectively than them um, maybe, maybe one of my siblings can can uh, can can handle stress about as well as I can but um, 
I would certainly say that uh, I've re the strategies that I've employed have been much more effective than my family. My, my, my parents in particular, they um, would always uh, vocalize when they're stressed out. They, it would always, you could always hear it in their voice. You could always see it in the way they were interacting with you. They, uh, it seemed almost like they did that in order to, one, because they, it's, you know, when you're stressed out, it's going to come out in some way, um, and you shouldn't, like, stuff it down and try to hide it. But um, they, it almost seemed like they were exaggerating it to a degree because uh, in the way that they were expressing it in order to kind of communicate that they, they were stressed out in that moment and they don't, didn't want you to do anything that would irritate them or cause them even more stress. So, like, don't ask them for anything in these moments. Don't, uh, don't do anything you shouldn't be doing in these moments that would stress them out even more. It almost seemed like a way of subtly, not so subtly communicating that they were stressed out. And I don't think that's very effective. I think it can be counterproductive, um, especially when you're communicating the stress uh, like, uh, in, in, um, by behaving in negative ways to your family. Um, that, that causes an environment that makes everybody more stressed out. It makes every, the whole environment more chaotic and makes, it makes it difficult for everybody to relax. So you're basically spreading your stress out to the rest of your family. Um, so, yeah, that's, I would, I would certainly say that I, I've learned to handle stress better than my, my family, at, by and large. Very, very good. Appreciate you uh, sharing tonight, Jeff. Is there anybody like to say anything about handling stress before we get off the phone? All right, guys. Be on call next Thursday night. 7.30. Tell your friends, relatives, and even your enemies. We'll see you next Thursday night, 7.30. Thank you now.